The holidays are here, and everyone is looking for a unique gift idea for that special someone. Hero Habit has you covered. Swing by HeroHabit.com today and start a subscription to one of our monthly trading card boxes. You pick your favorite teams, and we send you 20 to 25 cards every single month. No more sorting through hundreds of packs to pick up your favorite players and being stuck with tons of cards you don't want. We do the searching and sorting for you, plus we include autographs, relics, and short print cards too. We have boxes for baseball, football, and basketball available for $15 a month, and shipping is always free. Plus, if you're not into sports, we have music, TV, comic book, movie, and WWE mystery boxes, which have a guaranteed hit in every box. Whether you're looking for something for someone else, or you just want to treat yourself to a fun, affordable way to collect your heroes, Hero Habit boxes are the greatest idea. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to sign up. And use coupon code PODCAST to save 15% off your first month. That's HeroHabit.com, coupon code PODCAST to save 15% on your first month of boxes. Okay, let's get the show started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Happy Thursday to you. Today, we are talking about Dig a Pony. By the Beatles. Little known track um, from their final released album, Let It Be, which was released May 8th, 1970. Um, This particular track was recorded during their concert on the rooftop of the Apple building, which was seen at the end of the movie, which was uh, on January 30th, 1969. About two weeks before they started working on Abbey Road. So this song had been around, had been floating around for a little while, even though it wouldn't see a release until um, a year and a half after it was recorded. It was written by John, who later called it garbage, as he uh, was known to do about a lot of his stuff. And I get it. It's lyrically pretty dumb. Let's look at the lyrics. I dig a pony. Well, you can celebrate anything you want. Yes, you can celebrate anything you want. I do a road hog. Well, you can penetrate any place you go. Yes, you can penetrate any place you go. I told you so. All I want is you. Everything has got to be just like you want it to because I pick a moon dog. Well, you can radiate everything you are. Yes, you can radiate everything you are. Oh, now I roll a stony. That's a stretch. Well, you can imitate everyone you know. Yes, you can imitate everyone you know. I told you so. (coughs) Excuse me. So, yes, it's one of John's nonsense lyrics. I don't understand where you draw the line between I dig a a pony and I am the walrus, which is also nonsense lyrics. Um, Or across the universe, which, although they are beautiful and more poetic lyrics, um... They don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. Across the universe does, they are more coherent, even though they are bordering on nonsense. But John was known for these kinds of things. And whether he knew the meaning or not, they are what they are. And it it was kind of a cool um, groove. This is a good, like, garage band song. And that's kind of how the Beatles approached this period where they were just a band again. They were playing guitars They brought in Billy Preston to play keys. They weren't doing overdubs. It was just, you know, as they would have sounded had they been on stage. And this particular recording is exactly as they would have sounded because it was recorded live. In fact, on the album version, you can hear Ringo stop the band. 
So there's a false start on it. And uh, in the movie, you can see someone holding up a sheet of paper so Lennon could remember the lyrics. Although it seems like Lennon could have just sang anything and it would have fit just as well as this one does. I've always liked this song. There's not a lot to talk about music theory-wise. Um, it has some nice changes. It's not a standard blues or anything like that, despite um, the lyrics kind of following a, a blues uh, uh, meter. It's in 3-4. Don't let anybody tell you it's in 6-8. It's in 3-4. Um, and it starts off, we're in A, but he actually starts off on G. He's going 4 I'm sorry, that's uh, not four, it's a, uh, a major seven. But he's cycling backwards in fifths. So he's starting on G, then going a fifth up to D, then a fifth up to A, or fourth down. And so the riff that opens it, it just starts on a G major pentatonic scale. Here's your scale. Here's the riff. It's only notes from the G major pentatonic. Then we hit the D chord. It's a D major pentatonic. And then um, when we hit the A, whoops. All right, and that's where um, that's where I would make the argument why you're not in six eight, even though it kind of the way Ringo drums it is kind of in six eight, um, but we've got triplets in here. can't I play this lick now? So you got these little triplets. I know I played it wrong. I've actually played it wrong my entire life and just learned it the right way right now. So it's still in my head as which is close but not quite. Um, so there's little triplets in there. The A section deviates from the major pentatonic and shifts to more of a blues scale type thing with a minor third to major third. Um, kind of like we've talked about in songs from previous podcasts. And then they just jam. Um, looking at the music here, it's a A chord to an F sharp minor to a B minor to a G7, B minor, G7, E. Okay, nothing crazy. And then the G to D to A, all I want is you um, chorus section with the riff. The band sounds great on this recording. I like that um, in the beginning, everybody's playing the riff. Bass, two guitars, everybody's playing that riff. Um, Ringo does, the way he approaches this is almost like a 6-8, where he's really hitting one. Um so it's real easy. What they're doing is going one, two, three, one, two, three, one, and two, and three, and one, and two, and three, and and it's a uh, most of the rhythm is like a dotted eight sixteenth rhythm. And Ringo's really hitting on the one of each measure, which kind of gives it the feeling of a one, two, three, four, five, six. But uh, I don't think it's that complicated. It's just a straight for, uh, straight waltz with. Uh, some triplets thrown in and kind of a swinging uh, uh, melody line. It's a cool tune. The version on the anthology, which is a studio outtake, that, not from the roof, 
they they repeat that opening riff a couple more times. So that song is a little bit longer, although I think it's also a little bit slower. But it's like 25, 30 seconds longer. They repeat the riff twice, and you hear Paul do a, all I want is. But the way they do it, and I've never practiced this, so I might screw this up, is they do the... And then they do this, all I want is you. And I wish they would have kept that um, in the official release versions because that little buildup, they've got this riff and they drive it in like three and a half times. And at the end of that fourth time, they really extend it and it's kind of this like, bomb, bomb, bomb. And it really adds some tension uh, to the intro and gives a little bit more musicality. I don't know why it was cut. Um, but maybe it shouldn't have been. And also it's kind of cool. The first voice you hear is Paul's, even though it's a John song with him singing lead on the rest of the track. The let it be naked version sounds pretty much the same. Also without that extended intro. So go and listen to it. Um, It's got a good guitar solo by George and listen to the guitar. solo. one thing he was really good at was taking the main theme of a song and um, using that as the basis of his guitar solo and then altering it slightly. So the song, the solo starts with him just doing straight up John's vocal line. And then, and he starts mixing it up, but he's still underneath it all, even when he's adding embellishments to the melody, underneath it all, he's still um, basing everything on the main melody of the song. And that's, it's both difficult to do, um, but really musically it's cool to do because it adds uh, a, a new flavor to the theme that's going through this, this piece. Um, and then he does a cool little lick to get out of the solo. He does a cool little lick that is like straight up out of a, uh, like a muscle shoals kind of guitar section. Like it's a very R and B um, type guitar lick to get out of it where he's he's actually skipping strings he's going from the fourth string to the sixth string um, to get that effect out which is also something you don't hear lesser guitar players do he really was one of the best um, for those types of understated things that are hard to make sound as cool as he made them sound so it's a good song um would i call it garbage no uh, I think Lennon was needlessly hard on his on his output during the Beatles period um, for whatever reason. Is it the best song on the album? Not by a long shot. It's not John's best song on the album, but it's a good song. It's a good rocker. It's got a great opening riff, and I never skip it. I listen to it every time it pops up. So that was Dig a Pony off of Let It Be. Go ahead and uh, get that on Spotify. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about all these songs that we talk about. So if uh, you have strong thoughts and feelings about any song, whether they're positive or negative, uh, give me a call, 925-494-1739, or email me at kinksandbeats at herohabit.com, and uh, I will play those voicemails and read your messages. You can also hit me up at Hero Habit by using our Beatles or Kinks pages in our community. We have little groups in there, uh, discussion groups. Um. 
And of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hero Habit. Please go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow, Friday. We're going to end this week with maybe my favorite Kinks song. And it's one that I guarantee if you are a casual Kinks fan, the odds that you've heard this song are very slim. Um, But it is a stunning piece of Ray Davies composition. So you're going to want to be here tomorrow. And then Saturday, we have our first Saturday episode coming up this week. Um, We have a guest joining us um, as we look at our first full album review. So periodically, I'm going to do full albums. And those will be longer than the typical 10 to 15 minutes that these daily ones are. And I'm going to drop those on Saturdays as little bonus episodes. So on Saturday, we're going to be talking about Abbey Road. So make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get that downloaded. Um, It was a good talk. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. We talk about the album as a whole, as well as the new remix. So um, there'll be some new discussion. It's not just going to be the same old, same old Abbey Road talk. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Um, I'll see you later. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.